Here we go. I'm on. Good. All right. Good to see you guys. I am starting a new series today called I Love My Church. I want to talk about why it is that so many people love Church on the Move. What makes us a a church that is special, that is life-giving, that uh, is making an impact in so many people's lives? We're getting ready and we're preparing for Easter and and uh, when people say, well, why, why, why should I go to church? You know, there might be somebody that would say, why do I need to go to church? And, and uh, we're going to give you some reasons why to come to Church on the Move, why we need to bring people to Church on the Move. And so I wanted to start out with Psalm 1, uh, 122, verse 1. And it says this, it says, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I rejoiced. Uh, there's there's this, uh, another translation said that I was glad. There's some, some people when they uh, say, let's go to church, they're sad at that. But not, not when they're uh, asked to come to church on the move because there's reasons why people want to come here. And we're going to be talking about that for the next couple of weeks. And so I'm excited about bringing this message to you today. And today, I want to just, I just, here's what I entitled today's message. One of the main reasons why I believe Church on the Move is a special place, and it's this. It's not about us. It's, it's not about us. It's not about us. Our, our church is not here uh, to gratify us. It's not about some selfish thing. It's about other people. It's about God in others. As a matter of fact, our vision statement states that. Church on the Move's vision statement is this, that we are a life-giving church, and we're here to grow a life-giving church that reaches the lost, disciples the found, and equips the next generation. And so we want to we see people's lives changed, honestly. That's what it's all about. It's not about us just coming and seeing how we can get stronger and be encouraged and all that kind of stuff. Will we? Yes. But it's not about that. It's about seeing other people draw closer to God and begin to grow in their relationship with God and to be equipped for life and for ministry, for their marriage, for everything else that God has for them. And so I made this other statement that I want to give you that's in, in, in your notes if you're following along. Church on the Move isn't just a building. It's a community of life-giving people making a difference together. Thank God. Thank God that we're doing this together. It's not about me. It's about us doing something for others and seeing their lives changed by the power and the glory of God. It's a place where God changes lives and people take their next steps or take next steps. That's why we love our church. It's more than a weekly service. It's a life-giving church family. And really, truly, yes. And we're going to talk about that this morning. As a matter of fact, there was a, um, as Jesus was walking this earth, and I just want to just kind of give you a, a backdrop of where we're going today. As Jesus was walking this earth, he was making a, a difference in people's lives because he was life-giving. Uh, everywhere he went, he was life-giving. And matter of fact, Jesus said that he came to, to build the church, and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. He was all about growing the church, growing the church family, and really, that's what it's all about. It's about growing a family that we get to, we get to walk with and live together for eternity. 
you know that your, your biological family is limited unless they get born again and get saved with you. And, and otherwise, the only time that you guys get to even dwell together is here on this, this life that we call earth. And it's limited. And, and, and I'm here to tell you, for some people, it's more limited than others. It's, it's later than what we think it is. It really is. And, and, and so uh, it's when we get to be involved in what God's doing and bringing people to Christ and uh, that we become a family and then we get to be together for eternity. If you don't like somebody here on this earth, just think about it. You're going to spend eternity with them. You better get to liking them today. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so let's quit the bickering, let's quit the fighting, and let's grow together. And so anyway, Jesus walked this earth, and, and throughout his ministry here, all he was doing was trying to give life. The Bible says that he, did, he, he came to give life and to give it more abundantly. All he was wanting to do was make a life-giving difference in people's lives. But not everybody wanted that. Not everybody accepted that. Not everybody appreciated that. You know that? And still, today, that is what Christ is all about. We're about to celebrate Easter, and Easter is a celebration of the resurrection of Christ and what he did for us. And, and, and there's still people that don't appreciate it because they don't understand it. And it was, honestly, it's not that he's trying to keep something from us, he's trying to get something to us. He's trying to get life to us. He wants it to be life-giving. Amen? And so in the process of his walk here on this earth, there were always people trying to get at him and trick him and kill him and do all kinds of things. And there was a lawyer that came to him one time, and he was trying to really pin him, him uh, uh, get him into a place where he can just uh, pin his back against the wall and, and just really uh, trash him and, and uh, really discredit him. And uh, he came to him with a question, and I want to pose that question to you. And uh, in verse 29 uh, of Luke's gospel, in uh, the 10th chapter, verse 29, it says, Then the legal expert wanted to prove that he was right, so he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? First of all, let me just say this. He came to Jesus and said, How can I, how can I get saved? How can I be saved? And Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And, and then he says, love your neighbor as yourself. And, then he, and so he was trying to trick him, and he said, well, who's my neighbor? Jesus, who's my neighbor? And I love his reply. Jesus replied in verse 30, he says, a man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he encountered thieves who stripped him naked, beat him up, and left him near dead. Some translation says half dead. Now, it, it just happened that a priest was also going down the same road. And when he saw the injured man, he crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. Likewise, a Levite came by the, that, that spot, saw the injured man, and crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. But listen to this. A Samaritan who was on the journey, came to where the man was, and when he saw him, he was moved with compassion, had a heart for him. The Samaritan went to him, bandaged his wounds, tending to him with oil and wine. Then he placed the wounded man on his donkey, took him to an inn, 
and took care of him. The next day, he took two full days of worth of wages and gave them to the innkeeper. And he said, take care of him. When I return, I will pay you back for any additional cost. What do you think? Which one of these, Jesus asked the lawyer, which one of these three was a neighbor to the man who encountered thieves? And then the legal expert said to Jesus, the one who demonstrated mercy or compassion towards him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. We're a go and do likewise church. We're a go and do likewise church. And so what I want to do is I just want to talk about taking this story, some things that define us, I believe, as a church, why we love our church, so many love our church, and uh, that really uh, illustrates who we are uh, very well. First of all, number one, I love my church because we're a church family who dares to care. We just dare to care. We care for people. We care about people. We care about where they're at in life. And, uh, and I was thinking, remember that? He was moved with compassion for him. There was three people that it, it illustrated here. Three people. There was, the, there was the priest, the Levite, and the Samaritan. Let me just give you a picture of this. The, the priest is representing, in modern day church, the priest is representing the pastor or the pastors in the church. And this pastor, when he saw this man that was half dead, he not only uh, saw him, but he moved to the other side of the street. He didn't dare to care. He dared to avoid. Isn't that right? Now, the Levite, the Levite, let me give you a picture of the modern day Levite. The Levite in, that day, in those days were those that helped the pastors or helped the priests in the temple, in temple worship. Well, see, I, let me tell you who our Levites are in this church. It's our dream team. It's our dream team. And our dream team and our small group leaders and our small groups are the ones that uh, symbolize the Levite. And notice here in this picture, the Levite were, is the one that actually walked to the other side also. So he was number two that missed the mark in daring to care. But on the third one was a Samaritan. A Samaritan was known as, uh, as an outcast, really, in society because they were kind of a half-breed and they weren't all Jew. They were kind of Jew and, and kind of not. And uh, they were kind of uh, not, not necessarily covenant in covenant with God, but this guy was moved with compassion. Well, he was the neighbor. He was the neighbor to the one that, uh, that was in trouble. And, and, and I'm, I was thinking back as I was thinking about this whole story is that we dare to care. We dare to care for people. We care for people and where they're at. And I was thinking where this was really illustrated, started being illustrated to me long ago. And that was when I was still yet uh, to be a Christian. I was half dead on the side of the road of life. I didn't know Jesus. I didn't, I didn't have a relationship with him. I was, my, my marriage was dying. I was dying. I was an alcoholic. I was a druggie. Uh, I was, I say a druggie. I wasn't, I wasn't like a druggie like many people would think. I was doing drugs. And, uh, and, and so, but it, it, was a, it was a bad life. I wasn't, I wasn't living a good life. And I was half uh, on, on the road of life, half dead. I was really spiritually dead. Not half dead. I was all the way spiritually dead. 
And, and there was somebody that came into my life that cared for me, that purposely developed relationship in my life, that purposely engaged me. And I see this happening so often with our people. I hear it in conversations that we're, that people are engaging and not only engaging people's relationships, but they're also inviting them to come to church because they want to see them experience the change that I experienced in my life because I came to a life-giving church. And, and there was this guy that he just continued to befriend me and love me and ask me to come until one day I said yes. I said yes and I came. And it was that day that I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. And that was, it was that day that God took this stony heart, this heart that was so Hard. He took that heart out and he gave me a heart of flesh. He gave me a heart that would be able to love and feel and care for people and want to make a difference in people's lives. That was willing to sacrifice and do whatever it took to see people's lives change with the, the power of the gospel, the power of love, the power of God's grace. And he did that in one moment, one moment of time he did that. And we have, we have a church full of people that have that same heart that's going to dare to care for people's lives, even at the cost of being rejected. I can tell you why some people may not venture out and dare to care is because they don't want to be rejected. Or th there may be a number of different reasons. In this case, let me tell you, it takes a lot of work. I was dirty. I had a filthy mouth. I was, I was, you know, you ever go fishing? How many fishermen's in the house? Okay, a few of you. When you go fishing, the fishing's, if you're catching them, is the fun part. Isn't that right? That's the fun part when you're reeling them in. To me, the ugly part, the nasty part, the part I don't want to have anything to do with is the cleaning of the fish. And I'm going to tell you, that's how it is with many people. You know, let's get them to Jesus, let us get them to Jesus. But, but sometimes people don't want to fool with people because it takes cleaning them once they come in. I was one of those people that had to be cleaned up. I was a mess. My marriage was a mess. It ended up in divorce. It, it, it finally ended up in divorce. Uh, my life was a mess. I still was drinking. I was still an alcoholic for a few days until somebody come and shared with me that I can be filled with the power of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he delivered me. But still, I still had anger problems. I still had issues. Still have issues, by the way. We're going to talk about that next week. In case you don't know, I got issues. But I'm going to tell you, I had a bunch of issues back then. And thank, thank God that somebody dared to care. They dared to care. And, and let me tell you something. I believe that's our church. We really care about people. We really want to see people experience God's best and God's greatest. We don't want to ever see anybody fall short of what God intended for their life in any area, whether it's your, uh, you in parenting, whether it's in child, uh, you know, with your children or, or your, your, your spouse or, or any area in life. We want, we want you to experience God's best. First Thessalonians says it this way. 
I believe that that reflects us well as a church. It says, and we urge you, brothers and sisters, we warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened, help the weak, and be patient with everyone. Even, even warning those that are disruptive or those that are idle, those that are really not uh, uh, living up to God's potential, you know, that's caring for people. When people are not maybe walking like they need to, we come alongside with the, with the spirit of love, not because we have all of our stuff together, because we, you know, we see somebody's going, fixing to go over a cliff, and we want to warn them. And so we dare to care. Secondly, not only do we dare to care, but we dare to bear. We want to bear people's burdens. We want to help carry people's burdens. There's just times where the load is too heavy for us alone. You know, notice it said the Samaritan, when he went and bandaged his wounds, tending to him with oil and wine, then he placed the wounded man on his donkey, took him to the inn and took care of him. He helped him when he couldn't be, he couldn't help himself. And there's times where we're walking through life and we, we may be doing fine today. But tomorrow because a storm hits or something happens in, in, in our life, we have, a, we have a church that I believe that, that cares and bears people's burdens. That we help people to carry those burdens in their life. A matter of fact, Galatians 6, 2 tells us and instructs us that we ought to do that. And I think we do it well. It says bear, the amplified, it says bear, endure, carry one another's burdens. And in that way, you fulfill the requirements of the law of Christ. That is the law of Christian love. And so we, we, need a, we don't see people as a problem. We just see people with problems as an opportunity for God to do something great in their lives. Too often we see people, we see, we see, we see taking care of people as being a problem. And, and, and not in our church, not for the most part. When we see people with problems, we want to we come and we really do want to lift people up. It hurts me to see people living lower than what God intended. Jesus paid too great of a price for us to be in bondage. Too great of a price for us to be carrying burdens when, when those burdens need to be lifted off of people's. One of the reasons why God gave His precious Holy Spirit is to destroy the yokes and to remove the burdens. That's one of the reasons why He's done that. He came to set the captives free. He came to do that. And I love when I see people just helping carry burdens. Lately, man, there's been a lot of attack on people's physical bodies. I, I mean, I'm constantly, constantly, this morning, several texts, you know, people just having, having, having some physical attacks on their bodies that they've been battling. My mother was one of those people that just got attacked lately and, and it just uh, raid. Uh, got attacked in uh, my, uh, let's see, uh, Rhonda, and just a number of different people just got attacked. Physical, oh, Miss Cherry was in the hospital. And just people attacked. And you know what I love is, I love to see people just go and try to 
help, whether the people receive it or not, at least they're going and trying to help to relieve the burden of the, 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 the infliction that they're, they're encountering at that time. And I tell you, my, my mother, she's been under the weather and she's been fighting. And, and Miss Cindy, bless her darling heart. How many of you know my mother? Love my mother. She's wonderful. But sometimes she's not so wonderful. She's not in here. I can talk about her. She'll hear this CD, but I won't be around. And she can't say anything back. Maybe to the CD. But sometimes she's not so wonderful, especially when she's going through some stuff. And she can be, she can be a little cranky. You know what I'm saying? Just a little. And Miss Cindy, I tell you, bless her heart, she's going and taking care of her and taking her to the doctor. And I've been doing some of that too. And then, and then she'll take her to the grocery store and just, just, just there helping her cares, carry some of the burden. And I believe that just is a great picture of our church, why I love our church. Because we dare to care, we dare to bear each other's burdens. And I think it's an awesome thing. Ray, where is Ray? Thank God. We just, you know, surrounded him with prayer. Just surrounded him with prayer. The other day, uh, he was in the hospital and they were thinking it was a heart attack or something like that. And so, man, there's just people, uh, text went out. People started praying for him. And same way with Miss Cherry. My goodness, she was down for two weeks. Almost wanted to slap her because we didn't hear about it f- until a week after she was down. <laughs> we love her so much. And it just bothers me. This, she's one of those people that, uh, can I talk about you? I, she can talk back. Anyway, I'm going to anyway. She's one of those that tries to carry her own burdens. And we, we want to come alongside. And there's people that love her. And, and man, once we caught wind of her being in there, again, people praying for her. And just, uh, just I mean, it just went out. And just, we want to carry people's burdens. Uh, last week we were bowling. I'll get a, give a plug in for my small group, Sunday afternoons. I will be doing it at 2 o'clock today. And so, anyway... And we were bowling, and, and uh, Shane uh, is new to our church, and some of you know him, and, and uh, he got a phone call from his son, and his son had just been taken to the hospital, if, I, if I'm right, and uh, his son Samuel, and so he just came back, and he said, hey, can you pray? I'm just, you know, my son's going through something, and, 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 and he told me, and I, so we just grabbed, grabbed our small girl, hey, no more bowling for just a moment, let's go, and let's gather, and let's pray. And then all of a sudden, out of that prayer time, I began to see through our small groups that people were praying for, for Samuel throughout the week. And just, just seeing that just happen to carry, help carry that burden. Sometimes it's through prayer. Sometimes it's through taking people to a grocery store. Sometimes it's helping financially. Sometimes I've seen it happen in, my, in many ways in our church. And that's why I love our church. Because we purpose to care, we purpose to bear each other's burdens. And you know me, i got a rhyme, right? Let me give you the third one. All right? We we purpose to share. We're we're a church, and we love our church because we're a church family that dare to share. 
We dare to share. We, we, give, we give of our time, our, our love, our resources, if need be, to assist people in, in, being, in being able to recover from whatever they're going through. And I think we do that well. Uh, just amazing to me how what sacrifices I see people doing, like Dan Tebbets. Some the, I, I love Dan Tebbets. Uh, Dan, if you don't know Dan Tebbets, you need to get to know him. Uh, love Dan. He's one of the most caring people. Some people might not think so because he can be one of the most direct people that you know. He, he if you need to know something that you don't know and he knows about it, he might let you know about it. But he is one of the caring, most caring people I know. When he sees somebody, he's going to try to, he's going to, try to make it happen. And, uh, and Dan, just like past, he, uh, him and Donnie went and got a motorcycle for Donnie across the country. They drove straight to Virginia and back, South Carolina, straight to South Carolina and back, and, and, and traveled the whole time without stopping and sleeping. Well, I, I guess they traded out drivers and they got about 45 minutes of sleep, they said, because they were talking the rest of the time, which doesn't surprise me. But anyway, yeah. and, uh, and just because he cares. And so he shared of his life to help Donnie do that. And I've seen that so many times with Dan. Uh, we, we got a picture up here. I want to show you. Uh, this is from uh, Eric and Natasha, and if you don't know them, they're not here today. She's one of the, she's fighting some physical stuff, and uh, this is from their son Hayden. He wrote, he did this. This, uh, if you can't see it, it's so cool. Uh, he uh, let's bring these lights, the center lights down. We probably see it a little bit better. Uh, he, Hayden, uh, his their son uh, drew him a picture, and uh, he, there's a big old heart here that says Dan. Van Man, I believe is what it says. And uh, inside it says from Hayden. And in the next picture, uh, come up in just a second. It says, thank you for telling me, mom and dad, about the church. And then it, uh, and it has some flames because he has some tats and, 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 and it's some flames for Dan. And then, uh, oh, by, and then go ahead and give me the next one. I'm just showing you this real quick. And this is Dan, by the way. Doesn't that look like Dan for you that know Dan? Doesn't that look like Dan? I tell you, Hayden's a, he's an artist, boy. That looks just like Dan. Well, that one's got hair at the top. Oh, he does got hair at the top. Well, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, and then it says, love you. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. And Hayden's probably, I don't know, 10 years old or something like that. And, and, uh, and so, you know, here, here's the thing. You can bring the lights back up. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, the, the Samaritan, he went and he, he, he shared. He took some of what he had and he shared it to make sure that that guy that was on the side of the road was cared for, that he was taken care of. And I think, I think again, our church loves people genuinely. Are we perfect does this reflect 100% every one of us in our church? Probably not. But most of our people in our church truly do love people and truly do want to 
do whatever it takes to share whatever they have, whether it's their time, their energy, their health, to help people out of their places of, of, of trouble and uh, hardship and, and whatever they're going through in their life. Let me give you Acts chapter 20, verse 25, uh, 35, excuse me, and then I'm going to close today. It says, In everything, in everything, I showed you by example that by working hard in this way that you should help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus Christ that he himself said it is more blessed and brings greater joy to give than receive. And again, I'm, I'm hearing stories all the time. Uh, I heard just uh, recently or last week, I, was, I heard about uh, like my son, he, he was, uh, uh, him and Jacob uh, were involved in, in moving several people just over the past little period of time. I think three different people three groups of people over the past little bit of time and and just helping people, just helping them in their need, just sharing of their time, sharing of their energy. Uh, By the way, uh, Wade, uh, no, Wade, Holden, sorry, wrong wrong name. Y'all, you know, you you have a lot of names for me to remember, right? (laughs) And I do pretty well. I, I do pretty good. I, I do. I mean, I I work on it. I work on it. I've got some new people coming. Uh, I've got I'm, uh, Michelle, Haley. I got you girls. All right, uh, Holly. Sorry, missed it. Sorry. Almost got it. Give me some credit. Got the H right. All right. Uh, yeah. And so I'm working. I'm working on people's names all the time because I. I think that every person needs to be known by their name because we love people. And, and so we're, we're about helping them. Uh, anyway, Holden, we, he, just, he found out about uh, the Ovalles. Where's my special people? Uh, our youngsters in the house, all right? And uh, they've been married how many years? 40, 47 years. Yeah. yeah. Older... They've been married longer than most people are uh, old. And so anyway, uh, but Holden found out that they needed a, a tree brought down in their house. And so right now, Holden's in the process of, of uh, organizing and getting people involved in, in, through our small groups. And if you don't have to be in a small group to get involved. In, and we're going to bring that tree down on April the 16th on a Saturday. And so you men, whether you're buff or not, come on now. And so we, we're, uh, we've got a place for you. And women, there's some place for you to help too if you need to help. See Holden, okay? All right? See, I'm putting that plug in because we want you to put this to work. Amen. Share of your time. Share of your help. Share. Let's help. Let's help. Let's help. Let's help people. Every chance we get, let's help people. Amen? All right. That's why I love our church. Can you tell me why you love Church on Move, would you take a communication card and include it on there? Say, I love, and put your name on there too. Just You don't need to fill all everything out, but put your name on there and say, I love our church because of. And just, just quickly, you don't have to write a letter, just quickly tell me why you love our church. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you.